0: 2nd Corinthians chapter number 12 and we'll begin reading in verse number 9 this was our theme verse for last year um, and we probably devoted a lot of time there 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 uh, verse number 9 Brayden you did good on that song wherever you went to where'd you go Brayden you take a break oh there you are there you go again move Baptist people move it's trouble for the pastor right and uh, great job what was that sorry? You did good too. Y'all couldn't get Jed up there? Not yet. Yeah. Let's practice on getting him to stay up on the platform, right? Amen. And uh, that was great. Praise the Lord. second Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 9. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ May rest upon me. and We'll read some more in just a moment, but we're continuing our uh, theme series on vision and we have spent many weeks. How are we to respond because of who he is? Um, our belief is tied to our behavior and how do we, and you know, it should affect the way we respond. If our belief does not affect the way we respond to circumstances, to political things, to social things, Uh, then really all we have is fire insurance. It ought to affect the way we live, the way we make decisions about our family, whether we do this or do that, or, um, you know, we've had long dissertations or discussions, not dissertations, but we've had long discussions about um you know the the sports world and and why I'm against it right now and uh you know just talking about it you you ought to be able to discuss those things and because of what I believe it's going to affect what I do it should affect what I do And, and not just that but I'm just saying that's an example of just you know gathering people up and saying hey this is why this is why we're doing what we're doing this is you know this is how we came to this decision we believe God wants us to do this and his principle and his word so uh everything ought to be based that way and we are seeing we we are having revealed to us a a culture that is not living out their faith and people who are bible believers uh, many who believe in the god's word are it's not evident that that's the path they're taking to make decisions uh in crisis times in, in time i mean when anybody can make good decisions when there's no pressure when the pressure's on, uh, what kind of decisions are we making? So we come to another facet of the subject this morning, and this is not a regurgitation of the facts from this morning. This is a total separate uh, theme, same subject, different theme. This morning was the grace of God in salvation. Tonight, it will be uh, his, his grace Uh, God's grace in our sufficiency. His grace is our sufficiency. He is our sufficiency. And really, uh, when you say grace is our sufficiency, you cannot separate him from grace. Grace is not what he does necessarily, it's who he is. It's who he is. And you cannot, when we think about that, we try to separate these attributes and say, well, you know, this this is how he responds. No, grace is who God is. That is his, he can't do anything but grace. That, that's his character. That's an overflow of God's character, not just an overflow, that's an everyday flow of his character. And so he says here in verse nine, my grace is sufficient for you. Now, Spurgeon said something that was, that was very good regarding this. Let us lean on God with all our weight let us throw ourselves on his faithfulness as we do on our beds, bringing all our weariness to his dear rest. And grace being sufficient is simply us leaning on, leaning in, putting our weight on the Lord Jesus Christ and allowing him, allowing God to be enough in our life, putting your weight on it. Um, when, when you, when you are afraid to put your weight on something, and I'll be honest, I've been there. Has anybody else ever been there? Whether it be stepping on something, whether it be sitting on something, leaning on something. And I've done this. If I've leaned on something, I just kind of backed up for a minute, gave it a good old knock. Just kind of shake it just a little bit, brother Chris, make sure where I'm at. And I, I've done this before. I, I've, I've kind of st- you know took one foot out and pushed, or said, "Luke, you go ahead." First. No, just kidding, and, and just kind of put, just kind of see if it'll, if it'll hold you. Um, and you know, there's really uh, nothing that insults God more than to have a ha- half-hearted reliance on His ability to be sufficient and sustaining. And we're talking about sustaining grace tonight. And it's so insulting to God for us to to stick our foot out and to really, you know, kind of test the waters and say, God, I wonder if you can really hold my weight. No, believing in the sustaining grace of God is saying, I'm throwing all of my weight on you recklessly in a reckless abandon I am I'm distributing myself everything that I am all that's on me I'm throwing on you because I know you're able not only to handle yourself God you're able to handle the universe that you created but you're able to handle me and all the stuff that I got going on in my life that is saying that you are my sufficiency that your grace is sustaining in his grace will sustain us and does sustain us. And so why does he say here? My grace is sufficient. And then you come down in verse same verse, verse nine, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. I mean, what does that mean? That, that his power, his strength is made perfect in weakness, but you think just for a moment in all the ways that God, and we've talked about his omnipotence. um, But you think of all the ways that God displays his power uh, he controls the raging torrential storms, the hurricanes, the cyclones, the tornadoes. Um, he, he, the crippling droughts, he controls those. When there is no rain, he causes the dictators and kings to rise and he causes them to fall. And, and certainly there are times when he, he puts things, he puts the laws of nature in time out. It says, hold right there. Puts them in detention. When I was in school, it was ISS. That was a bad word right there. It sounded, it sounded like, you know, something from Russia already. And so when they said I was in school suspension, but you know, they'd have the biggest, meanest looking guy that needed some extra money for after school doing ISS. And he didn't teach anything. He's just, uh, uh, he just a warden. No, he's just sitting there. I mean, I got got five hundred. You know, them five hundred keys is intimidating. He'd have he'd have five hundred keys around here, and the things jangle. And he, and, I, and I thought, man, huge guy. And uh, you know, and just you know, I, I'm I'm thankful that God is not God's not like some bully that has to do something to us. To show his power. Right. For instance, he, he he can say uh to the winds and the rain and, and all of that, he can say, hold on, right there, you're in detention, you're in IS just time it whoa. And and he can allow those things to happen, but he doesn't do it to flex his muscles. Right. Yeah. He doesn't do it so that we'll see, you know, really um how powerful he is. Now he does he does do things for his own glory, to bring glory to himself. Uh, and certainly, we, we've seen God heal people here. We've seen God people put put disease on hold here. And and just think about it. You know, it is a miracle when God stays any kind of sickness and disease. Because the truth is, we're all going to die unless the rapture takes place. We're all going to die. So, um, you know, 100% out of 100% of people are going to die. So we know it's pretty pretty accurate. We're all going to Isn't it funny how you can just put a dampener over the service when you say hundred percent. I mean, nobody wants to hear that, but it's true. We're all going to do that. So any, any sustaining length of time, life that God gives us, man, it's a miracle. I mean, just staying alive for a day is a miracle. Just waking up. When you think about the intricacies of your body and to think that there's a God in heaven that holds all that together and you just get your sodium a little out of whack and you could go to heaven tonight. God knows all that. He's holding all that together. Uh, but he doesn't do it because he wants to, you know, flex his muscles like some, some bully in school. Like he, he doesn't need to establish his dominance. He doesn't need to establish Um, the fact that he's on the throne he's very confident in his power and God makes that clear now we ought to have a a healthy fear of the Lord and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and uh, so we we ought to have a healthy respect and fear for him but God doesn't do it uh, to flex his muscles like he's an overarching bully on the playground of life he doesn't do it that way but you know God's preferred method for showing off his power, it is strange. He doesn't do it in a bully-like way. He shows his power, his strength through weakness. He shows his sustaining grace. Verse nine, my grace is sufficient. He shows his grace where at? My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in where? In weakness. And in the context of Paul's thorn in the flesh. In brokenness. And in weariness. I mean Paul begged God to take this thorn in the flesh away. And whatever it was. And we'll leave that for another time. But, but God said to him. Hey my grace is sufficient for thee. My grace will sustain thee. So God loves to to show his great power in our weakness. He loves to show his sustaining power, his sufficiency when we are not able, when we are weak, when we are broken, when we are at our wit's end, that is where the mighty power of an all-sustaining God can undergird you uh, like a father will his crippled son and come and take hold of you and help you to the finish line. God can do that. God will do that that. And it's a picture of his sustaining power. God did not just give us enough grace uh, to save us and write our names in the Lamb's book of life, but God daily supplies us with grace to sustain us even one day off the life support of God's grace. And you and I will be smitten tomorrow. We cannot make it outside of his sustaining grace. And I'm glad that he provides it as we need it. As we need it. So here Paul said. "In God to Paul most gladly. Therefore will I rather rejoice or glory in my infirmities. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore verse 10. I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions. and Distresses for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak. Then. Am I strong? How can you be both? Because when you bow your strength in the presence of his, yours becomes weakness and then his strength can be seen. But you trying to flex your muscle against his power is about as silly as is one of us trying to have a flexing contest with you know Arnold Schwarzenegger in the day. Excuse me for my analogy. I don't keep up with the bodybuilders. Amen. That's a great thing. <laughs> and so it would be it would be much like us trying to say, "Hey, look here, buddy! Somebody with 24 inch arms, you know, holding them up against us, me and and uh, brother Clint Harry." Amen. Thank you, brother Clint. <laughs> I appreciate that. But you know, he 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 didn't say. Um, his power is made perfect in deliverance, either. Notice that. Look at it. My grace is sufficient, verse 9, for my strength is made perfect in weakness, not in deliverance. He didn't say, When I take you out, then I'll show my strength. No. He said, My strength is made perfect in weakness. And he left Paul in this crippled state and he said, look, I'm leaving you here to show you my sufficient grace. Matter of fact, he would not have known the sufficiency of God's grace had it not been for his weakest moment. He would not have known the sustaining power of God's grace had it not been. And boy, we need to be careful when we curse those trying times, when we get upset at those times, when we don't know what we're gonna do and we're perplexed and we're trying to figure it all out and we're, crum- I mean, we're crunching numbers in our head, we're trying to make things work. Hey, might it be that God wants you to see his amazing sustaining grace? Might it be that when you just stop for a minute, when you just stop trying to be what you think you ought to be and stop in the sense of, of being powerful and, and making this and just going headstrong into this like a bull in a china shop. Just hold on a minute. You may see something. If you yield to the sustaining grace of God, you may see his mighty power, his miraculous power, his sustaining grace. But you won't see it when you're trying to compare your strength or your ability or your intellect to God's intellect or ability or strength. There is no comparison. He doesn't even play that game. You know, you, you see some little kid teasing the big guy. He's not even one bit tempted. Like the little boys over there dancing, doing shadow boxing. Hey, come on, punk, you want to fight? And the big boys just not even paying him, not even looking at him. Why? Because he knows there's nothing for him. There's no challenge. Boy, but when God, he sniffs out weakness. Brokenness, then his mighty power has room to be displayed. But he's not going to compete with your strength. He's not going to compete with your intellect. He's not going to compete with your problem solving abilities. But boy, when you say, I can't, he says, I can. I can. And then his sustaining grace. Embraces your situation and takes care of you through it all doesn't necessarily deliver you, doesn't get you out of it but all oh, the sustaining power of his grace in those times when we trying times when we don't know what to do and that's certainly what we need most in our in, in our weakness is God's sufficient sustaining grace we don't need more more strength we don't need a dramatic deliverance we need his sustaining grace grace and that's so opposite to the world and how they operate you know everybody likes to show off their their strength everybody likes to pretend like they have it all together everybody likes to put you know i mean social media that's why it's gone nuts because you know you don't even know the people on so can i tell you you can't look at social media and figure somebody out it's deceptive because you the pictures on there are not true They've been brushed. They've been contrasted. There's so many apps to fix your face on Facebook. It's pathetic. You really can't depend on a, on a true concept of who somebody is by, by social media. Isn't it funny? I mean, you think, in churches do it too. And you'll see this big, nice website. And then you go and it's not exactly what was purported. And I, and I believe in putting the best foot forward you should. But all of us act like we got it all together. But you know, this is the opposite of God. His power is not made perfect when we put our best foot forward. His sufficiency is seen. His sustaining grace is seen in our weakness. When you're vulnerable to the Heavenly Father, that's when you see His sustaining grace. Some of you, boy, you try to pick yourself. Just cut the bootstrap, sir, ma'am. You've tried to hold on to that bootstrap so long, but God's, hey, God's right there. He has sufficient, sustaining grace. Just cut the bootstrap. Forget it. Quit trying to put, you know, put, put on a good, good face for everybody and hold it together for everybody. We got to smile for the camera. We got to, oh, we're at church. Y'all quit arguing back there. Quit fussing back. We're at church. And, and, and just in just, and, and at home, when, I mean, when the bottom's falling out, just say, oh, God, I am no match for what is before me today or tonight. I'm no match for what's going on in my life. I'm no match to figure it out. I'm no match to fix it. I don't have the intellect to fix it, to figure it out. I don't have the power to fix it. But God, you have all power. You have all sufficiency. You have all grace abounding, much more, super abounding as we learned this morning. You have unmerited favor. That's not just what you do. That's who you are. So, God, on my behalf, I am asking you to enter my situation and my circumstances with your sustaining grace. I raise the white flag. I I give in to your power. I yield my strength. I yield my intellect. I yield all that I am. I'm putting all my weight on you. Not holding any back. Not keeping any for a rainy day putting it all on you. You know, for whatever reason, we're scared to do that. We're scared to be vulnerable to God. I think it's because we're scared naturally to be vulnerable to each other. That's why, you, you know, most of the time when I counsel couples, there's usually always, there's always issues. But what, there's one thing that runs throughout most of them and it's trust. Trust. and once trust is broken nobody wants to be vulnerable again you know with our heavenly father he's not going to ever let us down you can be transparent you can be vulnerable you can allow him to see your weakness because when he sees that it's a green light it's a green light to act you know why many of you are not seeing what what you want God to do because you're still trying to help him You haven't put down your stuff yet. and When you do, you give him a green light to show his sustaining, sufficient grace. He said, my grace is sufficient. But there's a place where it can be seen and there's a place where it can't be seen. It can't be seen in your power. It has to be seen in your weakness. You know, I, i never forget, Brother Clint, I don't know if you, I guess this is when they came out Maybe, maybe that uh E.T., I don't when does those 3D glasses come out? Maybe around E.T. or before that, I don't know. Is that before E.T. or right around that time? The 3D glasses. And man, you I thought, this is crazy. I never could see what we we're supposed to see in 3D glasses. Let me just say, I just act like it was cool because they look cool, but I didn't never see anything. I don't know. What's you supposed? This looked like purple, pink, and blue all together to me. I didn't see nothing special. 3D glasses, little cardboard. Y'all remember? Anybody remember them? Little cardboard 3D glasses. Y'all honestly didn't see nothing either. You just acted like you did. And I know technology's come a long way, but we'll never see clearly God's sufficiency. That's why so many people are tired. They're troubled on every side, because they're operating in their own power. Only till you yield your own strength at his disposal. Only when you yield your own ways. Trust in the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. To all thine heart, lean not unto thine own understanding. Lean into him, Lean away from yourself because when we lean into ourselves, all you're going to see is what? What you can do. What you, and we figure out some things. We, we have doctors. We have people who, we have counselors. We have people who can help you see what you can do. They can help you figure it out. If you got a financial problem, they can help you figure it out. We have folks who can help you find, figure out a, a physical problem, financial problem, family problem. But God does not want any competition in fixing our problems. And so when we say, I'm out, He says, I'm in. and Then we see His strength. Then we see His sustaining. And you actually, you'll sense His sustaining power. Why is God so intent on using weakness, our weakness, to show off His strength? Why does He say here, my grace is sufficient. You know, it makes sure that God gets the glory. It makes sure that He gets the glory. If you could sustain yourself through your trials and by your own grit and your own mojo, I mean you, you, you could, you could sustain, you can get through this. I'm tough, Pastor. I came from good stock. We're, and I'll say often when somebody's from the mountains. Miss Patsy, I say, I say that, that, and I've said this about some of the women of Freedom Baptist Church, I guarantee you, they're tough as a pine knot. She's one of them, I guarantee you. I don't know about the mountains, but she's tough. And you said, boy, she's tough, tough as a pine knot. And you know, we think sometimes, that, but there'll be a day when you're not tough anymore. I'm not talking about her, I mean all of us. There's no more grit. There's no more mojo. There's no more ability to fix it, and so. It, it, but if we could sustain ourselves, then we could get some glory. You know what? I I locked and loaded, Pastor. I just buckled down and got through it. So what are you doing then? You're getting the glory. I made it. I made it through. You know. I, I just, I just whacked away at this dead or I, I just whittled away at this and we just kind of hit this problem head on pastor and I just we just kind of followed we met it head on and so really what you're saying is you don't need God in your life you don't need God's sustaining grace at work in your life so when we flex our muscles and when we present ourselves as capable as self-sustaining then why in the world would we need the sustaining grace of God God only gives gets the glory when we allow him to sustain us in our weakness, in our inabilities, in the times when we don't know what to do and we say God you have it, it is then that God gets the glory because we had no part in it we can't get credit for it we didn't do the first part, he did the last part, it wasn't a 50-50 it wasn't 60-40, it wasn't 70-30, it wasn't even 90-10, it was 100% God He gets the glory. If it's any part mixed with you. He doesn't get the glory. Boy, when we yield ourselves to him. He gets the glory and he will. Sustain us and by the way, you can't sustain yourself and I can't sustain myself in the slightest. Really. I don't even really. I mean, I know we have alarm clocks. I don't use them. But I don't wake myself up. You know who wakes us up? God does. I couldn't. I can't make my heart. My heart's beating because God wants it to beat tonight, and it may stop before I get done. And I'm going to heaven, so it's going to be okay. I'm not doing things on purpose hurt my heart. But I can't sustain myself. I don't. I don't have some little thing telling the heart, my heart, to to pump. God sustains us. So no more than we could sustain ourselves physically. What makes us think that we could sustain ourselves emotionally or spiritually? It's by his sustaining grace. If God wasn't making a way and, uh, and helping us, no way we would make it. God wasn't sustaining us every step of the way. But you know, nobody will be boasting of their strength in heaven. Nobody will be boasting of their strength in heaven. Nobody will be flexing their muscles in heaven. Nobody. And, uh, you know, uh, in heaven we'll be boasting about how God sustained me through heartache, through discouragement. Maybe some of you through depression, through crisis, through cancer, through COVID. (laughs) You'll be boasting about what God brought you through, about how God helped you and about how God answered your desperate prayers for your children. Or God came through right when you needed him to just in time. God salvaged your home. He salvaged your marriage. He saved your kids. Whatever the case may be, it'll be all about him. So let's not compete with him down here. We want him to get all the glory god's power is made perfect in the weakness because it ensures that he gets the glory his grace is sufficient and we should let it be so so that he gets all the glory and if his grace alone is sufficient it is it will sustain me i can't take credit for sustaining myself i can't take the credit god does it all and he shines spotlight on the lord and on his power and uh, and you know one of the great lies that we're taught to believe and especially in this day in which we live is that we're sufficient whether it's manpower or girl power or white power or black power we're we're taught to make sure that people know we're sufficient and so it's it's a battle we're tempted to believe that we're sufficient for everything for life for marriage for parenting, for working, everything. We're, we're taught, we're, we're, you know, hey, you you make sure that you're sufficient in these areas. I want to tell you tonight, a, a, on your best day, you are not able. On your best day, you'll come up short to sustain yourself, to sustain what God wants you to be. As a believer, you will come up short daily. On our best days, we must lay ourselves at the feet of Jesus Christ and lay ourselves at the feet of our Heavenly Father and say, God, I am not sufficient to sustain myself. And all that's going on around me, I can't, but you can. And I'm telling you, I know you can. I ascribe, all, I pray this almost every day, not every day, but I pray it a lot. I ascribe all power and glory and honor to you. You know why because he he deserves it he deserve he has it and he deserves it sometimes we get tired life's exhausting it takes energy it takes energy to live and it requires a lot of strength you know easy things don't don't come easy anymore they get harder and harder and sometimes we think we'll take you know take a little time a little 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 energy, but easy things sometimes consume most of our day. They're not always easy. Sometimes we get tired. Some of you are weary right now. You say, what are you tired for? Grandma used to always say, what are you tired about? I look at little kids now and say, what are you tired for? I'd like to have half your energy, you know. I don't take much energy to do this. I'm just kidding. What are you tired for, you know? At these times, we're just tired. Just emotionally spiritually, physically drained. Psalm 28, 7, turn over if you would. It's where David, this is where we need God's sustaining grace. Psalm 28, verse number 7. The Lord, Psalm 28, verse 7, the Lord is my strength. Can you say that tonight? Really, it's Him. It's all Him. The Lord is my strength and shield. My heart trusted in Him and I'm helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth And with my song will I praise. You know, verse 7 has to occur before verse 8 occurs. The Lord is my strength. Verse 8, the Lord is their strength. He's got to be yours before he'll be theirs probably. We don't believe in necessarily household salvation. You got to get saved individually. You got to live the Christian life individually. I can't make decisions for you. You can't make it for me. But you you won't get them. You won't get God to be their strength until they see he's your strength. And um, folks do a lot more copying our living than copying our lips. They'll emulate our lives more than our lips. They do what they see. Is God really your strength? Is he sufficient? Is he your sufficiency? David relied on the Lord for his strength. He trusted in him. He put his faith in him. Because of that, his heart rejoiced. 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. If you'll turn there just for a moment, and not far from where we started out tonight, 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. And here, here's a good verse for you. 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. Verse number 3 and 4. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Are you tired? He's sufficient. His grace is sufficient. Are you troubled? His grace is sufficient. I guarantee you every time you ought to circle that word, the God of all Comfort, what a wonderful thought, what a wonderful title. When I need comforting, God is a God of all comfort. He knows my trials, he knows my tribulations, he knows my trouble. He knows when I'm exhausted, he knows when I'm tired, he knows. And uh, some people say, "Well, it's hard to be a believer, it's hard to be a Christian. It's true if you don't rely on the Lord. Matter of fact, it's impossible without a reliance upon him. He's the one who gives the Christian strength He's the one who gives the believer wisdom The one that will guide you, direct you Give you rest, rest in the midst of storms It's him He'll give you what you need When you need it Rely on him, rest in him Trials are no match for the Lord But you know Trials do reveal What you're resting, trusting in Trials do reveal what is supposedly sustaining you. When you light a match or a torch, that match or that torch will reveal what you're clinging to, what you're holding to, to sustain you. And if it's something you've concocted, can I tell you, it'll burn up pretty quick. It'll be revealed. But if you're trusting in the Lord, certainly, he will sustain you yeah. no matter how hot the trial may be. He will sustain you. And uh, we should have zero sufficiency in ourselves. And uh, it's it's never revealed more than in tough times. More than in tough times when the torch is turned on. When the Red Sea is before you and the Egyptians are behind you. God's grace is sufficient. His sufficiency and his strength and power and our... Uh, they keep you, they keep you, they sustain you. It's what sustaining means, to, to keep you, to undergird you. That is what sustains you. You say, how, how am I going to make it? And I was talking to a sweet, sweet lady this week, and one of our widows, and she said, I just, I just keep being reminded that I, my strength comes from the Lord. I just need to depend on Him, preacher. What do you need? I've asked her what she needed about three times. What do you need? I just need to depend on Him more. You know, sometimes that's not even what we want to hear humanly speaking. We want to do something to help. Fix something. You know, some things we can't fix. and Ultimately, only God can sustain us. You know, and then another one I'll be done tonight. But when, when we allow God to do his work and we, we decry his sustaining grace, it highlights the glory of his deliverance. It highlights the glory that he gets when he delivers his people. Not only when he sustains you in temptation, trouble, when you're tired, trials, whatever the, whatever it may be. When you need delivering, you know who gets the glory? He does. He does. He gets the glory. It highlights uh, his glory. He loves to come through in troubling times. Hail Mary's is his specialty. No no offense to everybody. That's his specialty. When, when we're at our worst, when we're in the most dire c- circumstance, God comes through and deliver, delivers us. God wouldn't let Gideon use 30,000 or 3,000. Because if you use 30,000, Gideon, I don't get the glory. If you use 3,000, I don't get the glory, Gideon. They said, let's, let's whittle her down to about 300. Making the odds of victory so unfathomably small that only God could deliver this army. And so that's what he did. And guess who got the glory? God got the glory. So let's lay aside our trinkets of battle. Let's lay aside our swords and our shields in the sense, not our armor that we put on and fight against Satan every day, but I'm talking about in our sustaining ourselves. Let's put aside those things that we think we need. I need to help God with. I need to help God with this. I need to help God with that. Let's lay aside all the things that we depend on to sustain us except for the sustaining grace of God because when we rely on his sustaining grace, when he reaches down and delivers us in the most dire circumstances, he gets every bit of the glory. Goliath was the executioner armed with a colossal sword and spear. David, shepherd boy attacking with a sling and a few rocks. Only God could snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. Only God could do that. God's power is made perfect; His strength is made perfect in weakness, because it shows that He and He alone can deliver. We don't have the power to deliver, to rescue, to save, but God's grace is sufficient to do all things. And I'm thankful. You know, there's several kinds of trouble in the world. There's the kind that blows you away like a tornado. There's a kind that weighs you down like a sack of potatoes, and then there's a kind of trouble that kind of pulls the rug out from under you. Three kinds of trouble you know, no matter what type of trouble you run into, God's sustaining grace will be sufficient. No matter if you feel like, if you're a stay at home mom, you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulder right now. Like a sack of potatoes. God will sustain you. If you've been, I mean, if your life's been torn apart, I can't help but think about Miss Julie and all they're going through right now. And I know there are others. Boy, just like a tornado came through your family. God will sustain you. If you feel like somebody just came and slid the rug out from under you, God will sustain you. He said, Paul, I'm not going to take it away. I'm not going to take it away. He said, my grace is sufficient. I don't know what you're going through tonight. God may not take it away. He may not remove it. He may not even deliver you from it right now. But I'll promise you this. His grace will be sufficient. And it will sustain you no matter what you're going.